0: When Allison Gallagher made the switch from digital files to boutique, she lost over 75% of her clients and the rejection and self-doubt floodgates swung open. She wanted so badly to be a good example to her nine-year-old daughter as a business owner and felt like she was failing at that. Over the last three years, Allison and I have been on a roller coaster together. In this conversation, we'll chat about how she pushed through all of the no's and opened her first photography studio, and oh my gosh, how her relationship with her daughter has blossomed along with her income. Meet my student, Allison. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first? without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time. I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. And I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. First off, I have to say I've known you for what is it now? Three years, Allison? Yeah, about that, about that. And it has been a heck of a roller coaster. We've gone through some really big dips where you felt like you couldn't do this, you were ready to turn back to some really incredible highs where you're like, you got the mayor buying a massive gift certificate from you. Yes. (laughs) But you've persisted through it all. And I'm hoping you would never dream of going back to digitals now. (laughs) Never, ever, ever. (laughs) Yes, so I cannot wait for everyone to hear your story. So you have a nine-year-old daughter, Julia. And I love this part of your story and almost a heartbreaking part is that you so badly want to be a good example to her as a business owner Um, back when you were shooting burn, but felt sort of like you were failing her. Can you talk about that? Because I know that's what really drives you as an entrepreneur. It's not like I want to be a millionaire, right?
1: Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, um, looking at myself through her eyes. Um, and even, you know, when I was shoot and burn, I was successful, but I felt unfulfilled. I felt lost. I felt empty almost. And I didn't know why. And I knew whether she knew it or not, she could see that. Um, I always felt that I was made for bigger things, but I just didn't know. I I couldn't, I was trying to feel my way through this and, and I knew the emptiness was something wasn't right. I was kind of on robot. And when I realized there were bigger things ahead, I knew that I wanted something better for her. And I wanted to be the example that you set up your life. You do, nobody else. You make choices every day, for yourself to live the life that you know you're here to live and in no way is it the easier road right but it's the most fulfilling and the most challenging and the most rewarding and every day I get up and the days that I don't want to get out of bed I know
0: that she's watching you know yeah that's so interesting because kids they'll listen to you sometimes but they watch you all the time, <laughs> yep. Yep. right? And so, we I don't know, we can't really say, oh maybe go for your dreams, and we're not. That's, I'm, I'm held accountable every day
1: by her. She doesn't know it, but she is watching. And there are days where I say, honey, wow, I have a, I'm scared today. Like, I have an appointment today. While you're at school, I have this scary appointment. Wish, wish me luck, you know? And then when you get home, I'll talk about it and tell you how I did. And then she gets home and mommy, how'd you do? And I tell her, you know, I made a mistake. I learned something, but I got through it and I'm stronger now. Like, I don't want her to think that as an adult, life is easy or an entrepreneur is easy. It's not easy.
0: Yeah, I think they learn as much from your failures or more than your successes. So do you share those failures? You sit around and say, or, or let her see you cry. Let her see you, you know, nervous, worried, upset, scared. Like you
1: said, 2018 to 2019 was, I was a lot of fear. I didn't let her see all of it, but I absolutely talked to her about my mistakes, my fears, um, you know, making a mistake with a client or scared of doing something new, a new conversation that I have to have or want to have with someone. Or, you know, I went to a breakfast, they have a small business breakfast at her school I didn't know anyone there. And I went this week and I was nervous and I told her I'm nervous, but I'm going to go meet new people. And I love your school so much. And, you know, I, I bring her
0: along this journey for sure. I just love that. And I'm so proud of you for that. So let's go back because I think there are a lot of people listening who have pretty good sort of shoot and burn businesses. So they're, they're, shooting images and they're selling a a jump drive for you know three five hundred bucks whatever it is and they're making some pretty good money which is where you were you kind of people would have said wow you have this great business you had a lot of clients you were very busy um but it, it starts to get you out of balance in your life can you talk about what your life was like when you had this sort of thriving broken business model so uh, it peaked in maybe 2015,
1: some, somewhere in there. I was, I, you know, I was grossing over $100,000. I had clients that loved me. I loved what I was doing. I kind of felt like I had arrived. Um, but like I said, I had this emptiness to me. I was just, I'd pick up the, I, I was just, you know, few emails, show up, do the shoot, send a gallery and on to the next one. And it was, you know, three to five shoots a week. I was a slave to my camera. I did. I had clients that absolutely loved me and I loved I loved my clients whether they were they would I would see them a lot or I would see them every few years whatever it was and I I mean I truly felt like I had arrived. But there was a part of me that was like is this it? Like is this it in the journey? Like I've arrived. But then it was slowly slow very slowly I saw it dipping down. And, and I was getting scared. Why is business slowing? I wasn't doing marketing or anything like that. I was just so busy booking, shooting, booking, shooting that it's just, it's, there's just so many ways it's, it doesn't, it doesn't work and, and it's, there's no longevity. There's no longevity. And I was burnt. I mean, I'm, it was mindless. It was mindless work and I want to be challenged.
0: Yeah. And you were at 100,000, which a lot of people might be like, oh, that's a, that's a great problem to have. But if you wanted to say, well, I'd like to do 200,000, could you even imagine doubling what you were doing?
1: Yeah. No, I, I couldn't. I, I would have to shoot multiple a day. And I mean, how ha, do you? Yeah. I w- it would have to be more and more volume.
0: Then your life just would be worse and worse. Yeah,
1: no. That's why I was like, where, what is happening here? You know, and then I saw the business slowing because we can't compete on price. I'm in a pool of people that, yes, my style is what it is, but the model, I'm just in a pool of people that I'm drowning in that model. And I get looked over by maybe a client that's going to value me. And overall, I was getting slower because
0: I, I'm not competing on, I can't compete on price. Yeah. So you're, you're really in shoot and burn. You're having very, it's very transactional, right? Like driving through the bank, boom, 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 versus the boutique. That's so much more of a relationship, but we'll get to that relationship you have with current clients. So you're in this broken model and you're, you're looking for like, what's more, What, what, what there's more in my life meant for me in my life. Like, what is it? And you came upon upon the boutique model. And what light bulbs did you have that like, oh, this could actually work? Well,
1: so I go by intuition, and my intuition said to me that this is the door, this is the door that is gonna take you to what your gut is telling you is bigger in your life that you didn't know existed. Okay. My intuition said to me this is the road. This is the road. Um, I am usually, I jump into something very naive. I think, ah, eh, how hard can it be? Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, I scramble and, you know, and learn in it while I'm in it. And that's just kind of how I am. And that naivety has kind of gotten me where I am. So it's okay, you know, but it, it just answered so many things for me at a time where I really didn't even understand it yet meeting you helped me see that I can do this in a grounded manner, that I'm not taking crazy risks and just experimenting, that there's a way to do it. And, and to tell old clients with integrity, like, yes, there's a reason why I'm charging what I'm charging. And there there's an integrity to that. It's not greed. It's not greed. It's, it, there's so much to it that I w- I was able to have conversations with these older clients and whether they stayed with me or not that was up to them. You know. Well,
0: that's great that you said that because on paper that sounds great, right? Like, oh, look at this new model. I'll have a higher average. I'll get better clients. I'll spend more time with them. It'll be fantastic. But the reality was, you were in a situation because we kind of went through this together. You were in a situation where you're like, I I might lose a good percentage of these past clients, like they may not go with me. And that was very, a very scary reality. Even if you knew that life was going to be better and everything was going to be better, you were still swimming in a pool of panic and overwhelm and fear of like, we all get it, right? Like people aren't going to like me. They're going to talk about me. It's going to ruin me. Like talk us through when you were there and you first realized, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get rid of a lot of these people.
1: So, um, you know, I have a pivotal moment in my life and it was in September of 2018 and I was sitting at the counter and it hit me what I was about to do. And it was going to be, and I felt like a fraud that I was actually going to now tell these people, instead of getting this, you're now going to get this And the price point has changed and everything. I said to myself, it was 3.30 in the morning and I sat at my counter and I said, I I can't do this. I can't do this. And I started to hysterical cry. My head hit the counter and within 30 seconds, I felt invigorated because I thought about the quote from Jim Carrey that is, I don't have it in front of me, but it's, our job is to not to know where it's gonna come from, but when the door opens, you walk through it and i am obsessed with this quote from jim carrey and it came to me when my head hit the counter and that invigorated me and i said this is my door this is it okay and i took just took steps and i was scared to death scared to death almost every day of my life <laughs> it was many conversations i'd say over 50 conversations on the phone with old clients. Uh, 95% of them did not come back to me. Um, and then over time, I still am hearing from them. You know, it's But in that time period of people w- knowing they, they just come to me. That's what they did. And when I told them what I was doing, I could put feelings and thoughts and words to why. Not just, well, I deserve more money. It was... I'm giving away my family vacations, my daughter's education, my retirement, like, and I'm not serving, I'm not serving you where, you know, I had clients come back to me after three years, I lost all my images. And then like, what am I supposed to do? Sit for hours, dig them out of my hard drives, like that all of my work, my hard work, it go- It was gone. I, that's why I felt unfulfilled, unchallenged. I need to feel this model is so it's wonderfully challenging. You know, I just, I, I don't know. I kept going because I, my gut was screaming at me to keep going,
0: you know? Did you have a win in that time with all these conversations? Was there a win or a certain client that you attracted under the new model, a brand new person who loved you like a Julie yes. that made you go, okay, I can do this. Talk about that.
1: Yes. So I had one client at the time transition with me. And when she saw the beautiful canvas that I provided for her, she hugged me in a way that she had never talked to me like that before. And then about two weeks later, I had someone book me for her session. I took her through this whole process, new client, and she gotched on me loved me and she spent several thousand dollars with me with a beautiful album a 30 by 40 canvas and she just loved the experience and I felt so fulfilled like I finished the job in a way that's something I had never felt before you know and I served her I I walked her through it she cried when I showed them to her you know it's just and I'll never forget her where my old my old models, those clients, they come and go so fast. Yeah, they're just
0: transactions.
1: Yes. So after
0: that client paid you and left, did you have a moment, maybe at the kitchen counter, I don't know, <laughs> but like, did you have a little chat with yourself? Like, Alison, see, I told you. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. And it was, it was little wins. It was good conversations on the phone. It was, um, even old clients that didn't choose me at that moment, validated me Allison you should have done this years ago I don't know why you didn't do it years ago and a few of those clients stayed with me and a few of them did not but in the end um I was feeling just more self-respect more self-respect like um you know that I'm taking care of my family and I'm doing right by me and my life and my expectations for I want out of life and if anything, that's, that's the reason, self-respect, you know, to work myself to death, a slave to my camera, no conversations with anyone. That's not who I am. It's yeah. not who I
0: am. Yeah. And we always talk about, you know, making money with this model. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are making money the other way too, a little bit. Yep. And um, being able to put family first, which gets better. But the third part that I don't think we talk enough about is that meeting and impact part. Right. We want to do meaningful work. Yep. And when you can put artwork in a client's home to help their family bond, like, have you had any situations like that where you really just helped a client and it helped them heal? Or even with these high school students right now in the virus, like they're having a hard time.
1: So I had a client who uh, came to me for her session while I was transitioning, and I had photographed her before. And she said, "Allison, she lives around the corner from me. Allison, I need you to come to my home. My wall is empty, and I don't even know where to begin." I went there. We took measurements over a year. We filled it with six pieces, and that's their living room. And so it went from being a blank wall for me taking her through this model. And being able, and cause she was about to have a baby. So we filled it with new baby, baby at a year old, like something that she hadn't had before. And she was so thankful and grateful. Like she truly values artwork on her walls and the value that I'm bringing to their life. And she's that type of client that's like, do you just tell me, you know, I, I want you to do your work and fill my walls and, and make my life so much easier. Um, but you know, even something like something that you said that I had never correlated with or wouldn't have in, in the shoot and burn model is how we're bringing, um, joy to people's lives when, um, in, in a time that they are having trouble finding it. I had a client come to me that had the family came to me that the woman has had cancer and we did her with her family. We did, you know, portraits for her b- right before she had lost her hair. Like we're taking, like we're, we are, we're, sa- we're, we're changing lives. We're, we're, we are, you know, we're creating things that, you know cause I lost my dad in 2009. Like that's one of my whys. I have my very small three by five family portrait framed in my studio. Because that's, I don't really have a, my dad didn't believe in family portraits. I have a six foot spread on my wall, of me, my husband, and my daughter. And my daughter loves it. Whenever we redo it, she's a part of what we wear. She's a part of where we go. She, you know, she loves seeing that. And I had that, I had that in my house. She was two, you know, and I was doing the digital model. And I was putting artwork on my walls because I grew up with, my dad loved Savitar Dali. I grew up with Savater Dali on my walls. And when my dad died, I'm like, mom, I took, I was taking them down off my walls. I'm like, mom, this is not me. My mom's like, Allison, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. I felt like I was robbing my father, but my family is what belongs on my walls. And I'm not, and that's okay. I'm not my dad and he did his best. And, but I learned what
0: what i value so allison i love that i love that too for sure um i love that you're you're having these experiences where you're impacting people's lives but i know you didn't just flip that switch and it was like boom on boutique it's all easy it's all flowers like there are dark days right there are scary times and i know covid was one and you've opened a studio through all this like how did you get through those darkest points instead of being like, I'm just gonna go back. I'm just gonna go back to shoot and burn. Like what got you through?
1: So 2019 was the hardest year. I think I, cr- I made it harder than it had to be for sure with my thoughts, but uh, I read 10 books. I read 10 books that year. I clung to the words I was reading um, and I had my core A-team of photographers and coaching group that I clung to for support that they would constantly show me evidence of why I am no different and that I too am worthy and can do it. Uh, but, and, and for sure those books, um, you know, the Jen Sincero books, I had a lot of issues and block money blocks, uh, why I was not worthy and all these other things that I worked through all plus investing in a studio, all in one year, um, I mean, I, I I jumped I jumped you know head first into the pool and and the fear I was waking up in the middle of the night my face was completely numb, my face was going completely numb out of fear and I knew I couldn't go back, I knew I couldn't go back. There was no going back. I had to move. I had to just keep going forward. And I know enough that the only way through is through. Um, But I clung to the tools in my life, the people, the books, hearing from others' experiences, uh, prayer, you know, and talking through it with safe people.
0: Yeah, it's important that you have people that can give you that evidence, right? Because I think as humans, we look for evidence of why it can't work. You know, like, oh, everybody's doing offering digitals. I probably should do that too. I can't make this work. Whereas if, when you surround yourself with the right people who are saying, yes, I love how you said that they're showing you, Allison. you can do this. You have done this. Stay the course, stay the course. And you're like, oh yeah, you're right.
1: And the victim mentality where I would go to that lack mentality, I would think to myself, is this, are these the thoughts you want your daughter to have? No, Mm. no. Are these the things you want to come out of your daughter's mouth? No, no. Oh, you you know, like that victim mentality. Oh, see, that didn't work. Oh, see, that went wrong. Oh, see, the universe is showing me I'm not worthy. I would never ever want my daughter to think and feel that way ever. And so I, I keep myself in check. What do I say? How do I behave? Who am I surrounding myself with? She sees my coaching group and how they are and, and, what we say to each other that those are the people I want her to surround herself with. Yeah. So it does, it goes back to her. I kept my, keep myself in check. She's watching me. She was watching me. Am I going to give up?
0: No, never. That is such a great filter. That kind of gave me goosebumps. I love that because you don't want her to see the world through that filter of negativity. And Oh, of course that happened to me. No, no, that happens to all of us.
1: Exactly. And, you know, it was, I've read enough that said, you know, you, you signed up for hard, you signed up for this hard life, this, this, the, the, this responsibility, this challenged, you know, um, level of success. Well, the universe is preparing you for that. So most of the time, it's not going to go right. It's making you tough, you know, and it did, it made me tough and it made me resilient. And I'm not, I haven't arrived by any way, shape or form, but looking back on that, I'm telling you 2019, that transition was harder than
0: the pandemic. Wow. Hey, I'm curious, has your husband noticed a difference in you in these past few years? Uh, he, he absolutely
1: has, and he has changed as well. Um, he, my husband loves the role model that I am for Julia. And that is such a comfort for him that she is looking up to someone who is willing to, he, I mean, I think my husband in a way envies me that I'm willing to take risks and my husband loves his comfort zone and I do for sure, but I have my intuition guiding me and pushing me to live the life I've imagined and dreamed. And he has seen my confidence level change. My, my, my role in the family, like, you know, I, I can but pay for our vacations. I can pay for my daughter's private school. And my husband's the type that he absolutely loves that. You know, he loves that we're hitting home. That family is first family is first. And that I don't, I do set boundaries my nights. Most of the time I'm home weekends. I'm with my family, you know, because he works Monday through Friday, you
0: know, where yeah. before I never said no. Yes. Yes. Now, now you say no, is, doesn't that feel good?
1: It does feel good. And like I said, it all brings around another level of self-respect.
0: Okay. So let's go back to this kind of, as we're, we're wrapping up, you, you got to the end of that first year. I don't know if it was a calendar year, but you looked at your numbers because I remember you posted in our group and you said that your gross was similar But your number of clients, like the work you had done in that transition, I don't know what the period was. Can you talk about that? The fact that you didn't have to shoot 10 million sessions to make the money?
1: So I know that in 2016, 2015, I was shooting about 120 sessions. Okay. In 2019, I shot less than half of that and I grossed just about the same, right? Which is
0: exciting. Yeah.
1: Oh, it blew my mind because I was hard. I felt like I was hardly working. I'm used to a lot of work on my desk and that's kind of how I thrive. And so when my desk got quiet and then I looked at my numbers because some months are lower than others. Okay. Especially in the transition still, I mean, you know, it dips down and then it there, then it goes up and you know, that's a part of the business. And, um, so there were months where I was like, Oh my God, I'm going out of business. I'm going out of business. And I brought my numbers to in 2019 in like July of 2019, I brought my numbers to my uh, finance guy. He said, this is, this is pretty spectacular. I couldn't believe he used that word. So I'm like, I'm going out of business. He's like, this is, this is kind of amazing. Do you see this? Like you, the way I would talk to him about the transition and he's like, your numbers, you're almost right there. And that was like in August and where I thought, Oh my God, I'm going out of business. I'm nobody's calling like I'm so slow. That's how I felt. And when I saw that I I hit the ground running, I was like, it's all going to be good. Allison, just, just trust the process and keep moving. And even now, like through, through the slower times or the slower weeks or financially the slower months, whatever it is. It's a very short period of time. There's an ebb and flow. You know, it's not, I go, I would go right to panic. Right. And taking me through this process and all that fear and walking through it, getting through it brought me that faith in myself, faith in who I am, faith in the universe that it's, it's, this is just how you feel today. You don't have to go to panic, you know, keep yourself in check finances, what have you done this week for marketing? What have you done? You know, like all those things to set up work for the future. Um, so I don't have to go right to panic because I saw those numbers and my, I couldn't believe what he said. He was like, this is pretty spectacular. I said, spectacular, wait, I'm going out of business. And for him to see that and correlate that, and, and then I, I, I was floored at the magic, the magic of the model.
0: Yeah. Because right then it just repositioned. You were saying I'm slower than I was last year. I must be going out of business when in reality it was working. Exactly. (laughs) And you were getting the benefit, which was time, but you didn't know that (laughs) created, right? Like that conversation of, oh my gosh, I have too much time. I must be failing.
1: (laughs) And because for me, not working at level overwhelm is so uncomfortable. So I'm like, something's not right. I'm going out of business. And so that's also been where I need to grow and feel like I don't have to work at level overwhelm. which is, I don't want, you know, my daughter saw me spread myself too thin staring at a computer. That's not what I want her to see as entrepreneur. She would never, who would want to do that? Work themselves to death. That's not what I want her to see. I want her to see balance and family time and, you know, the different types of creative marketing that we do, raising money for charities, like not just be a slave to staring at the computer screen and complaining, here I go, pick up my camera again. Like, you know, that's not, that's not
0: living. For sure. What do you see in the next few years for you?
1: Oh, I see myself uh, financing our vacations feeling more comfortable in my space, up doing some upgrades to um, my studio. But, you know, I, I am, I'm very involved in the community. And so more people know who I am, raise money for, I would love to start a foundation in my father's name. I don't know how, or, how that's going to come about, but I believe that that's something that I'm going to do. I don't know, just living joyful and, and um, easing into challenges easier you know, cause every challenge that we take, we, we make mistakes, but it all becomes more comfortable to level up to the next challenge. And I'm excited to see that next challenge and feeling the comfort that I'll get there and I'll survive those two.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because every failure and every lesson we learn, it just expands our comfort zone. Right. And we can live a more meaningful, more impactful life. I feel like,
1: and I think, you know, you know, like you said, new level, new devil, right? I'm never, I never wanna stop being challenged. I never wanna stop growing. And so that scares me a little because I'm not gonna stop leveling up. So I have no idea the challenges that I'm gonna take on. I don't even, can't even fathom fathom them yet, but I know now they are tangible and possible.
0: I love it. Allison. thank you for taking time to share your story today. Of course. I love to share it. I want to help others for sure. That's what I love about this community. Thanks again. Yes, thank you so much. Hi friend. I know this has been a hard year for so many people in our world and especially in the photography industry. There's so much chaos, so much unknown. And if you're like me, you're probably feeling like this has got to get better. I know that what all we need more than anything right now is connection. We need to be together with other boutique photographers. We need inspiration to keep going and we need to grow. And that's what my three-day live virtual event, Go Boutique Live is all about, making your business better. It's the world's only three day live event just for boutique portrait photographers. And this year, Go Boutique Live is 100% virtual. That means you can literally be anywhere in the world and attend Go Boutique Live. Now, this is not a webinar, it's not a live stream, it's not some pre recorded broadcast like other events you've probably attended online. This is a live, interactive, immersive three day virtual event where I'm coming to you using brand new technology that's never been used in the photo industry. I'll be able to see you and interact with you live while you're seeing me and all the other boutique photographers attending Go Boutique Live. These are unprecedented times, but the bright side of that is you have an unprecedented opportunity to get access of three full days of training on what's working now for boutique photographers without leaving home with no flights, no hotel, and no risk of sickness. This is your chance to immerse yourself in everything boutique. Grab your ticket now before prices go up at www.goboutiquelive.com.